Hello everyone, this is the second episode of Candlelit Talks where we hold conversations with individuals from different walks of life to talk about their careers, fields, interests, and lessons that they've learned along the way. In this week's episode, we have another special guest joining us. So to give a little introduction, after graduating from the Polytechnic University of the Philippines with a degree in journalism, he took up multiple roles such as contributing editor, a proofreader, as well as a feature editor in media organizations. Now he is currently working as the Publications and Communications Officer and sharing his knowledge in the field with students like us at the club moderator of the school publication Candlefence. And he is none other than Sir John Lawrence Guzman. Hello, sir. Thank you for coming. Hi. Hello, Yunso. Hello, Riniel. Thank you for inviting me for your podcast episode. Hello, listeners. So, um, for our first question, could you give us a short introduction of yourself? Something like a short description of yourself, what you currently do, some hobbies or anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Okay, so to introduce myself, actually, you have stated already the things that I would like to share about me. So again, this is uh, John Lawrence Guzman. So you can call me Sir Lawrence or Sir JL, as some of my colleagues call me. Um, currently, I am the Publications and Communications Officer of Makati Hope Christian School and also the club moderator of Candlepen, the award-winning student publication of our school. And... I graduated with a degree in journalism from Polytechnic University of the Philippines in 2014. So that's seven years ago. And currently, I am pursuing a master's degree in communication from the same university. Uh, before, before being employed in our school, so I used to work in newspapers. So the first one is a regional weekly newspaper that's from our province. So I worked there as a field reporter. And then after a year... Uh, I transferred here in Metro Manila to to work as a proofreader first for mm-hmm. a national daily business tabloid and then before being promoted as a features editor. And then after after a few years, that's the time I I became employed with Makati Hope Christian School. How does it feel like to go back to your alma mater after you've graduated? So I, I chose... Ma- Uh, I chose PUP to continue my graduate studies because um, I'm really familiar with with how the education is being um, delivered in in that university, and I am really confident that mm-hmm. uh, the same university will provide me with uh, enough knowledge, wisdom mm-hmm. uh, to finish that degree. Going back to what you said earlier, you mentioned that you had field experience in journalism. So like, what about journalism intrigued you the most? Was there a specific event or a reason that drew you in to take journalism as your course in college? Okay, so I started in journalism uh, during my elementary days, specifically in grade five. Uh, during that time, I was a transfer student. In, in our school in the province and uh, being part of the honor list. So we were, uh, the honor students were required to join competitions. And one of the 
competition there is uh, the Division Schools Press Conference, of which you have already uh, joined before. Okay, so yeah, so we were asked to choose which categories we would like to join, and then I chose uh, news writing. And then ever since that time, I'm I'm annually competing in press conferences. Yeah, so that's how I started in the field of journalism. And um, with that, I, I became an eventual qualifier for the National Schools Press Conference way back in uh, 2006. Yeah, so that was held in Aklan. Okay, and then until high school, uh, I'm, I'm an act, I was an active part of the school paper. So that's why during college, um, I decided to take up journalism as a as a degree and as a professional career because um, I have already so much uh, training, so much mm -hmm. knowledge about journalism and I, I really want to to work on that in my um, in my as I mature as I grow as an adult. Yeah so that's it about uh, journalism. Oh, what categories did you usually join in uh, DSPC and NSPC? Yeah, so I first started with news writing. So similar to how I, I train you in mm -hmm. Candle Pen, I always start with uh, teaching you news writing because it's yeah. the backbone. It's the most basic uh, mm -hmm. field of journalism. And once you have a really good grasp of news writing, you'll be able to uh, also write good in other fields of journalism so yeah during my elementary and high school i i usually compete in news writing but i've also competed in um, editorial writing and uh, copy reading yeah so basically um i could do except i could do most in in all fields except cartooning <laughs> i'm not really good at drawing so you saw that you initially took up traditional journalistic roles early on in your career. How would you describe your experience then? Yeah, so for, uh, for my career, uh, traditional uh, journalistic roles, that's uh, a field reporter that's in province and a proofreader and features editor in, here in Metro Manila. So I would say that um, the experience there is fun and educational. So I get to, I get to meet people, I get to interview people like people in power, like those in um, the local government units, or other authorities like uh, policemen, firemen. Yeah, so it's fun and educational in, in such a way that it allows me to have a conversation with these people, which I cannot do if I'm, I'm just an ordinary citizen. Of course, you cannot uh, just go to offices and ask people uh, different questions uh, but as a, as a reporter as a journalist you have you are given that opportunity to talk with them and uh, talk with them and uh, get information that you would also be sharing to your readers so it's it's educational in a way that if you know me um, I'm not really that talkative and uh, being employed in um, in newspapers it enhance my communication skills it helped me get out of my comfort zone and be be there to talk with people so uh, for me kasi 
if I'm tasked to do to do an article and it's just me who'll be doing that, who'll be doing the interview, the information gathering, the research, I will be pushed to do it even though I, I really don't want to to talk with people. Yeah, so that's that's why um, being employed in newspapers helped me, um, educated me in terms of um, developing my communication skills. Yeah, I agree. Like being in the like journalistic field, it really stretches your talents and like really tests you to become multi-talented in multiple areas. That is also helpful and could be applied to your daily life. Also, for um, aside from being employed in traditional uh, newspapers, yeah. So the thing that I could share about uh, experiences in in being part of a school paper is that. Uh, it not only enha- or helps you um, publish school paper, but it also helps you in, in your academic works, in your, um, mm-hmm. in your classes. So as part of uh, the school paper, you'll be trained to, to keep on writing and writing. So that helps you in your, um, in your language subjects, the Filipino, the English. It helps you um, compose better. Okay, even though uh, your training would be in the field of journalism, you could still apply those learnings in, in writing your academic assignments. Also, it applies to other subjects such as social studies. It helps you be more aware of what mm-hmm. is happening in the society. It allows you to be um, gather more information rather than just waiting for your teacher to provide you with mm-hmm. information. So that's... Yeah. That's the thing about school paper. It helps you not only develop personally, but also help you in your academics. Yeah, so everyone, you heard it from Candlepen's moderator himself. You guys should join Candlepen next school year. (laughs) So um, from being in uh, media and news organizations in the past, you eventually transitioned to becoming the publications and communications officer in a school. How would you say you ended up here? Were you always planning to go into the education sector? And if you could also talk about um, the transition, that would be great as well. Okay, so thank you for that question. So actually, um, I did not plan to really uh, go to a school as my workplace. But after a few years of being employed in, in, this, in a newspaper, uh, I sort of got bored and... Uh, the life there it's very very repetitive so every day we keep on getting articles we edit it and then we assign people to lay out it in in the newspaper and other people will uh, proofread it and it goes back to us editors we'll just final check it if if the whole page is already okay with us before being approved by um, higher editors mm-hmm. so for a few years so that's my routine and I got I, I really got bored with it there's no more challenge for me so um, if you know me as a person I always want to be challenged in every in every task in every opportunity that's why um, the repetitive desk work of a journalist became uh, boring to me so that's why I I decided to look for other jobs. So actually before landing in MHCS, it's around two years of me searching for 
searching for a new company. So I tried different companies. I tried different fields. Scored more on corporate, more on um, social media based work, etc. So there are different companies that I tried to be employed. But um, I think God has a purpose why I waited two years before being uh, employed in Makariho Christian School. So for the story in Makariho Christian School, so my former colleague is also searching for a job. So we were planning to to resign in that newspaper at the same time. Okay, so we're both looking for jobs. And then she came upon this uh, job posting by Makati Operation School and that the school is really looking for a publications and communications officer. And then we she reviewed the, the requirements, etc., etc. And then since she's from another uh, religious denomination, she suggested that I apply for this position. So she said, uh, uh, hey, uh, Lawrence, can you apply here? Um, I cannot apply here because I have a different uh, religion and you might be uh, qualified to do this. So that's the story. So I applied for Makatiyo Christian School and then a few weeks, I guess, uh, the HR officer called for me to take the exam and then interview with the principal. So that's how I uh, became employed with Makati Christian School. So I guess it's it's really coming back to a circle. So I started my journalism career in school, yeah, as a student writer, and then I'm coming back home to now. Instead of being taught, I'm the one doing the teaching to students. So uh, with that, that newspaper, I I trained the interns, the OJTs for journalists in the college, uh, students who are about to uh, graduate in college. So I'm the one in charge for that. So I think that the skills that I have or the experience I have with coaching interns helped me um, be qualified for a position in Makati Christian School. Uh, that's definitely like a full circle moment from being a student to eventually becoming a teacher to many students. And uh, yeah, I think it's definitely helpful that uh, you've got to apply the experiences in your previous job to the current one that you have right now. So aside from being both the publications and communications officer and the club moderator for Candle Pen, as stated a while ago, you are also working towards a master's degree. That seems like a pretty hectic schedule. How would you describe the typical, typical day in your life? Yeah, so I think the word uh, hectic really covers, explains, describes my day. Yeah, so a typical day in my life would be um, for 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's for work. That's for MHCS. So I do things, uh, the tasks assigned to me. And then after that, I think um, in the afternoon after work would be um, assigned or designated for me to review my my subjects in class. So currently I'm taking three subjects and these subjects are actually, actually taken in during the week, that's Saturday and Sunday. So the for weekdays I do I do the reading of um, the topics for the upcoming week. And if there are assignments, yeah, so actually we're working on our uh, mini thesis right now. So that's 
also one of the things that um, make my day stressful, tiring. Yeah, and then aside from uh, aside from school, um, I'm also part of our church um, ministry. So I do. I'm part of the multimedia. So as part as being part of a multimedia group. We have so many tasks, so especially in social media, in the production of um, the services. Yeah. And then we also have our own uh, podcast channel. So from time to time, we also do recordings. Yeah. So it, these things take up most of my time. But at the end of the day, I make sure that I still have time for me to relax, have some cup of coffee. Um, have some chat with my siblings, with my family members, yeah, to wrap up just my day. So that's it for my day. So um, there's um, a very few moments for for friends to hang out personally yeah, and um, be with them. But yeah, um, I think success comes with some some things that you have to let go but i think it will be worth it naman and so how do you motivate yourself from being burnt out so much uh, being burned out actually i experienced that most of the time but um for me to bounce back from that um, burnout is that it's by taking a few a few rests I think um, maybe a day or two or even just a few hours of rest and just um, being away from that task. So the point, the that the tip there is to let go of the things that uh, burn out you temporarily lang naman. So temporarily you you leave this task and uh, just come back to it when you have rest, when you have again the energy, and just do the things that um, that interests you, the things that, that you really love work doing. So just do that for a while before going back to uh, the tasks that you, that, the tasks that are burning you out with your energy. That's it. So do the things that you love, um, eat the things that you love, yeah. Or watch, watch movies shows that you love or just uh, visit places that you love and in that way you'll be refreshed you'll be replenished and uh, you will be ready again to take on tasks yeah i agree like learning how to balance things and doing the things you love and just even like having a passion for a certain thing in general can be like a huge motivating factor and just from you talking about your schedule makes me very tired and um to our listeners if you look through our candle pen page it's very obvious that he actively participates despite his busy schedule and competitions and even win awards and give talks to different audiences and even earlier, you talked about like your experiences from joining competitions, even in your early years. I can see that you want to be constantly challenged and like take yourself out of your comfort zone. And so as a journalist and someone who is working as the publications officer, uh, what would you say is the role that these challenges and opportunities play in your life? Yeah, so as for me, 
for actively participating in competitions and actually I just gave last weekend a journalism talk to some of campus journalists from from a private school here in Makati City. So for me, um, these opportunities are actually a um, way for me and for the students to continue uh, learning. So I think that's the, the mantra of Makati Operation School, then, eh? uh, lifelong learning. So even though we are already graduates of some degrees, some courses, uh, learning never stops. Um, for you, uh, as high school students, you still have a long way, a long journey to pursue. Okay? Uh, you still have college, and if you want to pursue um, graduate studies, you are also free to do that because uh, learning never stops. Yeah, um, Even though we are already working people, we are already professionals. There are things that uh, we don't know, things that we are not good at, and having opportunities for seminars, trainings, um, currently webinars, these help us uh, improve or discover uh, new opportunities, new talents, new skills that probably in the future we can use. Being uh, part also of those group of people who provide training, seminars to um, aspiring journalists like you, uh, this provides us like uh, an opportunity to give back to the community. Okay, So for me, I won't be here without my uh, teachers who pushed me to, to explore the field of campus journalism. And in that way, I am returning, uh, I am giving back to the community by also inspiring, training, motivating campus journalists like you. And uh, in terms of competitions, naman, so you've stated that um, for us, Candle Pen, we've, also, we've already joined so many competitions and many more to come. Uh, this competition, um, actually provide us, not only for me, but also for you uh, students who are joining these competitions. It provides you with an avenue to socialize and uh, be connected with people who have the same passion, the same skills, the same attitude towards a single, um, single contest or competition. So you get to... Um, explore, communicate with them. Okay? What are the things that um, they are good at? How can they share it to you? Okay? So these competitions provide you with those opportunities, those avenues to socialize and connected with other people. So like in press conferences, so over the years, you will be more familiar with the same students who keep on joining the, the same competition. So over time, you will be acquainted with them you will be friends with them and uh, these people will motivate you to uh, continue your passion in the field of journalism and um, for for me like uh, as a school paper advisor you know, so it allows me to be also connected with other uh, school paper advisors and this group will um, help me improve my uh, training skills for the students. So it's like being part of 
being part of competitions and things is like a family. So you work together with one another to achieve the same goal, which is um, excelling in the field of uh, journalism and in communication as a whole. With everything that you've learned over the years, what piece of advice would you like to give yourself five years ago? Even better, if you could give us stories behind those pieces of advice, if you feel comfortable, of course. Okay, so piece of advice I'd give to myself five years ago would be um, to maximize time exploring new skills and um, socializing with people. So as I have said, um, I'm not really a very social person. So um, maybe five years ago or more, um, I'm really more um, concerned with myself. Yeah, so that, that the advice would be to socialize more and gather more skills as I socialize with other people. And because you'll never know uh, what or what you will learn from other people by just socializing with them. And, and in socializing, you'll never know kasi when you'll need help then from others. So being um, socially connected to other people allows you to have a group to call on if ever you, ha- you need help, you need um, support. Okay? And then um, another advice would be um, enjoying the professional career without, um, without too much pressure from yourself. Because um, at the beginning of the career, you'll be, um, for me, uh, I'm more concerned to be excellent, to be always the best. Yeah, so the advice would be, it's okay. It's, it's really a good um, motivation to be excelling in everything, but um, you just have to really balance okay, the things that uh, you really love doing, the things that will make you happy. Uh, keep it on balance and uh, do not give in to too much pressure that um, you can see from, your, from the people around you. So other times kasi there's... Even after graduation, there's still comparison between between you and your classmates. So other times, you're, you can see, ah, yung classmate ko, um, his, his or her life is like this right now. And for me, um, it's like I'm, I'm looking like a loser with, with what is happening in my life. Okay, so the, the tip there is to do not give in to that, um, do that pressure not give in to that pressure and just remember that the only competition you have in your professional career would be yourself so you keep on improving yourself and that's the best um, motivation that you can have so after giving advice to your past self now what would you say to your future self in five years okay uh, what would i say to myself five years from now hmm, okay mahirap yung question ah. Yeah, so whatever whatever situation or whatever position I will be five years from now, um, I think I would always be proud of my of my achievements and proud of the journey that I have um, explored in order to be 
in that position five years from now. And um, just just keep on pushing ourselves and just keep on um, doing the best for yourself and um, always be grounded in your in your faith because um, as we all know, um, whatever we do, God is always there for us to guide us, support us, and also do not um, lose grasp of of the support of your family. So it's God and it's your family who'll be supporting you all the, all the way to whatever success you'll you'll be aiming for in the future. So yeah, be proud of your achievements and keep on pushing and pushing. Yeah, I really resonated with what you just said, like especially the idea of putting yourself out there because you never know who you can come across and really having that strong support group that will be there and wherever you go is really helpful to keep us sane and grounded, especially when we get caught up with all the pressures of life. But sir, that's actually not the end of our questions. We actually have two more prepared for you. And so um, it's kind of unrelated to uh, your past experiences, I guess. But if you had all the money, time, and resources in the world, just hypothetically, what would you pursue or like what would you do? And this can be like a personal passion project, a goal, or anything on your bucket list. If I have that time and money, I would be exploring the world. Yeah, I'll be traveling more. and. Um, Yeah, because traveling and experiencing other cultures would also provide you with new insights, with new learnings, with new um, memories to treasure. So I think, yeah, if I have time and money, I would do exploring because um, having really a good um, set or box of memories would be really really good it's really happy to have these types of memories in your life as you as you mature as you grow old Mm -hmm. memories are not something that you can buy you have to experience that so if you have for listeners if you have time and uh, the energy and the money to to explore other cultures other countries you do that As much as you can read all the books and watch all those movies and documentaries about the different places and the cultures of the world, nothing really beats that first-hand experience that you get to have while traveling. So on to our final question. As our listeners might already know, our show Candlelit Talks is all about having talks like this, just like one might have over a candlelit dinner. So if you could have such a dinner with any person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? <laughs> um, ang hirap naman ng tanong. <laughs> I'm not prepared with that question. Anyways, um, hmm, na ako. I think I'll invite more my 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 parents with in a dinner ha, in a candlelit dinner because um, it's really good to have a communication, intimate relationship with your parents mm-hmm. because. Um, they're the ones who have seen you grow. They're the ones who have seen you um, overcome those challenges you have in your life. And having a time with them, okay, not not discussing any any problems, not discussing any challenges that you are experiencing, and rather just having a a talk with them about how's how's your life, what are your plans, what are you 
planning to do in the future, okay, or just pouring out your emotions to them, okay, I think the parents would be the best person to invite for for a candlelit dinner. Yeah, so I'm not inviting any other um, right now. There's no special someone. Okay, career muna. Career and aral muna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really special that you want to like happy dinner with your parents. Like, like nothing that you can do can like beat the amount of um effort and the work that they did to like help us become the people we are today. And so that's actually all for our questions. Thank you so much for coming, Sir Lawrence. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Uh, thank you for having this opportunity to share my uh, experience in terms of campus journalism. And I hope the listeners, our listeners, have learned something new and probably be inspired to also pursue not, not only journalism, any field of writing. May it be in novels, may it be in poems, or any, any, any type of writing would do for you anything that would really bring out your talent your skills explore that explore those things yes that's some very very wise words that you gave us <laughs> and so um like to even out these surprise questions that we gave earlier we are going to be giving you a chance to plug in anything maybe your podcast before you leave so would you like to give a shout out to anyone or a project that you've been doing Okay, so again, thank you for this opportunity to be interviewed. So I'll be plugging. Um, first would be my podcast channel. So it's CIF The Blessing Radio. So one of the shows there is hosted by me. So it's called Blessed Talks. So it's released every fourth Saturday of the month. So we talk anything under, under the sun actually. And... Yeah, so the last episode for our first season would be on December 25th and we'll be releasing a new season starting March 2022. And another thing to plug would be um, for students out there, if you want to explore writing and journalism in general, um, you are free, you are welcome to apply in candle pen so i think we'll be opening our doors soon for applications and uh, yeah if you want to be part of an award winning organization candle pen is one of those organizations and uh, for other listeners out there if you want to be um, acquainted with how makati hope christian school is Okay, uh, you may want to enroll here in Makati Operation School. So we're, we'll be happy to accommodate you and be part of a wonderful uh, Filipino-Chinese community. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you. Okay, so to wrap things up, you can find us on Spotify and Google Podcasts and more. Candlelit Talks is on every third Wednesday of the month. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Official for more updates. Also, don't forget to check out Sir Lawrence's podcast show, The Blessed Talks. And that's it. Thank you for Sir Lawrence for joining us again. And thank you to our listeners thank for you. tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.